Welcome to the I Work For Him Power Pod. I'm Michael Miracle, producer for I Work For Him, the voice of the faith in work movement. We are on mission to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. Each quick listening power pod is designed with you in mind and jam-packed with kingdom resources to help you connect your faith and work. How will this impact your workplace? Let's find out right now. We're heading off to a different part of Austin, Texas now to talk with Rich Carney. He runs an organization called the Austin Bridge Builders Alliance. No, they don't build bridges. This is not a highway construction company. This, well, I'm going to let you let Rich Carney tell you all about this, but I, I got to tell you, multiple people in Austin, Texas said, hey, you need to talk to Rich Carney. So that's who we're talking to today. Rich Carney, welcome to I Work For Him. Hey, Jim, thanks so much. I really appreciate the opportunity to speak to you as well as your audience. Living out your faith and being a follower of Jesus while you're being trained to be um, extraordinarily gifted with your killing skills to kill an enemy, how do you balance all that? What does that look like? Well, I do get off, often get asked during the time I was in special operations for many, many years. I was like, were you really a Christian? I said, yes, I really was. I said, have you read the Old Testament? Have you read the New Testament? <laughs> uh, great men of faith, centurions, you know, had great faith and uh, great responsibility. It's a noble, noble profession. And, uh, and I often say uh, those who were people of faith, uh, Christians, are, are some of your, your best soldiers. Uh, we know where we're going. Uh, you don't act reckless. You act with uh, determination and uh, focus uh, in what you do uh, each and every day. And there's, you know, there's ethical decisions each moment. But it played out. It was wonderful. I love it. Was a, it is a calling, just like it is to be a sure. carpenter. Uh, you know, and so I loved every part of it. I was asked on more than one occasion if I, if I wanted to be a chaplain. I said, and, and nothing, that's great. We need chaplains. I said, I had told him, are you lost your mind? <laughs> I do very good. I'm very good at what I do. And, and I, I had a chance to share my faith all the time. People came to me uh, in some very unusual times, sometimes even in combat. And so uh, people know who you are. They know what you see. If you're, if you're a person of faith and you practice it, people, they, they watch you. Right, they do. And, and, they, and the beauty of it is you got to demonstrate being Jesus in your military position for 24 years, and you attracted people to yourself because they knew you had something different. You weren't operating out of fear. You were operating out of peace. Amen. So how did God leave? So you got to retire military, and then you step into the next part of life. How did God lead you to being part of the Austin Bridge Builders Alliance? Well, I was actually uh, uh, somewhat recruited, uh, word of mouth. I was the uh, I was COO for a church planning network, a global network, and, you know, word of mouth, uh, there's uh, in Austin, and I, I grew up in Texas, and so uh, it was at a stage in our life where it, it was very attractive. But I've been involved with the city movement stream, uh, which is a lot of variations of that across the country, but people trying to mobilize the church or mobilize the business community. I've been involved with that for two decades now, and uh, this opportunity came about. I was asked if I'd uh, come and lead this effort. It's already been established uh, for already for uh, 15 years when I got here, and I stood on some great shoulders of men and women who'd uh, served faithfully. And so that's how I, I, uh, why I came. One, it's in the city movement uh, stream, and it fit my gift packaging, and I felt uh, the Lord calling us, and it didn't hurt to get to come back home to Texas. Well, right, and, and okay, well, you said a couple of things people are going to go like, but Jim, why didn't you ask this question? What <laughs> is, what was the name of, as you were the COO of a church planting network, what was the name of that network? 
Well, it's, it, it was called Vision 360, and uh, I, they no longer exist. They, they did what they needed to do, and then they transitioned out to multiple cities. Okay. All right. That's fine. If they moved on, I would like to give plugs to great ministries. All right. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are going now, Jim, what is a city movement? And we've talked, ah. we've, we've talked about that. We've talked about cities like Cincinnati, Ohio, and Modesto, California, who have collaboration amongst the churches and the ministries and the elected officials. We also got a county, Pasco County, Florida, where seven out of eight of the elected officials are all Jesus followers living out their faith in their work each and every day. But to you, Rich Carney, what is a city movement? Well, for me, uh, the city movement is bringing, uh, as close as you can, bringing the body of Christ, Big City Church, together. There's times when we can, all these streams can flow together. All the theologies, all the ethnicities, all the geographies, we can flow together for common purpose. And there's sometimes we're in our own lanes, and that's all fine. And for me, the city movement is being, for us, getting more tactical uh, in this, is that you need an organization that's a neutral convener. And in this case, I've, all, all the theology and all the work on the ground, uh, I've found that if you're a neutral convener, you can bring a lot of people together to do, for common purpose. And in this case, of course, for uh, what we do in the, the body of Christ. What has the Austin Bridge Builders Alliance been doing? Well, we originally started out as a former businessman, you might like that, who uh, got... Uh, told him that he also needed to reach the students at University of Texas, and as he was doing that, he planted a church, but he uh, he was just a very practical fellow. He he said, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> he went across the street to a pastor in another church and said, hey, can we be friends? Because I really don't know how to do this. And they had a good <laughs> laugh, and they, they uh, started a great friendship. Well, out of that, uh, this, uh, Dan Davis was the founder. He did some remarkable things. He, he didn't understand why pastors didn't uh, meet together or at least pray together. And so over a period of years, uh, he was able to form a group we call uh, Pastors in Covenant. And uh, here in the greater Austin area, we have uh, over 200 pastors in these small groups, five to seven. They meet once a month in, in those small groups, and they don't talk about their church. They talk about their family and life. And, and what it's done is brought down barriers. This is across theologies. And wait, 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 wait. Rich, you just said that over 200 pastors in Austin, Texas, are getting together in small groups of five to seven, not talking about theology, but talking about their families, talking about their own walk with the Lord. You've got 200 pastors getting together, but the Austin Bridge Builders Alliance is so much more than pastors getting together. What else is going on? Well, we've been blessed. Uh, When I got here, we had a great relationship capital with uh, pastors in the local church. But really, not a lot was happening in the marketplace. But through God's grace, um, a lot of things started happening. We started holding uh, Austin Christian Business Summit in collaboration with others in the community. And it, uh, we've had over 5,000 business leaders, uh, men and women, attend one of our events in the last five years. And, and when something like that happens, you know that uh, God is at work and it's something unique. Um, some of the other th- items that come out of this, we have an annual gathering of CEOs and pastors uh, trying to bring down uh, any kind of barrier between those two uh, dynamic kingdom leaders. In Austin, Texas, one of the most liberal anti-Jesus cities in the state of Texas. Unbelievable. What God is doing there, and that's really what we need to pay attention to. As the pressure cooker increases, Jesus followers see a need to come together in unity to fight back the pressure. When everything's just fine and, and dandy, 
people are like, well, we're good. We don't need, we don't, we don't see any problems. When the problems start to arise and the pressure starts to come, that's when things start to really bloom. And Rich Carney, that's what you got going in Austin, Texas. 20 years the Austin Bridge Builders Alliance has been going. You were talking about these annual events that you're, that are, uh, that are happening. W- what are those all about? Well, we, uh, part of, we, we work in four sectors, work in the marketplace, local church, nonprofit, and the civic community, trying to, uh, you know, weave them together because uh, I believe the biggest issue we face is isolation. It's not mm-hmm. that people don't want to work with you. They don't know you exist. So if I can bring people together, bring down some of those barrier, uh, relationship barriers, then we can, get, we can address some of the spiritual and social issues we have. In this case, we bring together uh, CEOs and we bring together uh, uh, pastors. And, uh, and so it's been a great, uh, last five years we've had this gathering, and just a, it's, it's just amazing what pastors and, and these executives have, the conversations we have at the table. And so, and we do something kind of different. We actually, uh, after we're about halfway through the program, we rotate tables, which if you're highly relational, it's just a, a trauma. <laughs> but we move people around and they get to meet other people. So at the end of the day, you're getting to meet people you've heard about uh, from afar, but you're actually at the same table with you and your spouse. And it's really uh, opened many doors for our community. So it's uh, like speed awareness. dating for, it's like speed dating networking. <laughs> speed networking yes. is what it is. In, in, in a sense, it is. And, okay. and so anyway, that's one of the things. The other, uh, there's some other uh, programs and things that we've had. One we're real proud of is we, we have this emergent leadership initiative where we have coupled uh, uh, millennial uh, business leaders with uh, seasoned CEOs. And it, I was, we just, we piloted it last year. We didn't know how it would go. And it was just, just done well. So we've had. Uh, so explain, uh, hang on, hang on. You're so excited. Yeah. I want to make sure I get some of this, this emerging sure. leaders thing. So is that where you've got um, chronologically superior people investing in less chronologically superior people? So you got, <laughs> is that what you're doing? You get yes, mentoring? Across the, across the experience uh, spectrum there. And so, yes, we have, we have. Seasoned CEOs, executives own their own companies or, or uh, run a company, and uh, they've been gracious to give uh, some of their time each month, and then they coach uh, these young uh, leaders. That, and the whole idea behind that is this. If you want a thriving community, which is what we want, we've got to invest in the next generation. And you can go to Harvard for the Business Act, Act mean, uh, and then you can go to a seminary for your theology. But what, where do those two collide? And you know, how do you practically live it out? And so that's what we have. They have a cohort, and so they get that we want them to be uh, uh, spiritually aware and then business savvy, both. And so mm. we're giving them uh, this. Is, that's the program we provide, and it's just that this is remarkable uh, how these people are progressing, both in their business, but how to live it out uh, with their faith in their business. Talk to me, Rich Carney. How is the Austin Bridge Builders Alliance, after 20 years of development and maturing, how is it impacting culture in Austin, Texas? I think one way we can, uh, you get, there's a lot of ways to engage. You know, you talk about crime, you talk about homelessness, uh, a lot of areas. Uh, I often say that we don't solve homelessness or sex trafficking, but I know the people who have a passion for that, and we bring them together. Most times they don't know each other exists, so when I can bring them together, they have the heart, and then they can take off, and they do that. And there's a lot of great examples of that. In this case, uh, w- one of the precursors to making some of that happen is bringing your community together. We've uh, we've been able to mobilize thousands of people, uh, and one is very successful. Is Round Rock is a, a suburb, uh, a major city in this uh, greater Austin area. And Round Rock, we were, were with uh, 
50 uh, pastors, 50 churches, and we came together, and well, about 1,500 people, and we were with the police department, fire department, the city officials, and uh, we had a day of service and helped in so many different ways, whether it was uh, beautification in parks, but also going door to door and uh, helping people with uh, fire detection de- devices. And so when you do that, it's easy to mobilize people in the church, generally speaking. But what was unique about this is that when you're out serving, these everybody in this their serving groups were from different churches and different uh, uh, job professions, and that was really unique. And so what that does is it creates in the community favor. And, and out of that, people come together for other causes. That's just one example of bringing people together so that they feel a sense of a shared identity. And you need that. You know, like, oh, I'm not alone. We can do, the, oh, we really are, we can do this uh, together across ethnicities and theology. And we do that both in the, the local church and we do it in the marketplace. So, Rich, let's talk about this. So you, you're dealing with people in, in every category of work. So you're, because you're dealing with church workers, marketplace workers, nonprofit workers, and civic, or what I'm saying, what I like to say, we, we, we talk about the marketplace and the workplace. People that work in hospitals, people that work in the government, people that work um, in in schools don't feel like they're part of the marketplace. Yet they really are, but that's what you're calling civic people uh, and government people. So talk to us about how you are encouraging. The, just give me some results of how you're encouraging Jesus followers to live out their faith and their work and what it's looking like now that they know they have permission to do so. Well, I guess a good example is we were uh, in conversations with city officials in another town. And um, we and we had uh, pastors and business leaders in the room that were uh, people of faith. And uh, when you're in a government organization, uh, there's they have a tendency to take over uh, the conversation. And so I had my work is behind the lines. And so what I did has very respectful, honest conversations about how they could listen to the local church and local business community. And then I had honest conversations with pastors on how to listen to. Uh, the civic leaders, the government leaders. And what it came out of that was very beautiful. We would be in a meeting, and, and this one gentleman is not a person of faith. He, 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 uh, he started meeting, says, uh, and he looked at a business leader and said, would you open us in prayer? And almost everybody dropped their jaw. But it was, it was respectful. It was honest. And so what, what we're doing, how we're doing is we're setting up the background so that people can actually have be comfortable, no matter where you come from, from faith or non-faith, you can sit at the same table and solve issues in our community together. And people of faith can actually be who they are and be comfortable doing that. And that's just one example. You listen to I Work Brand with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower. My workplace, it's my mission field. But ultimately, I work for him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him Power Pod with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Want more? Hear the full broadcast at IWorkForHim.com. Stay connected and receive power pack content when you sign up for our blog at IWorkForHim.com or follow us on social media at IWorkForHim. And finally, if today's message inspired you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review helps launch more workplace missionaries across the nation. That's at IWorkForHim and online, IWorkForHim.com.